0: Welcome to the Root Reasons Podcast. This podcast explores the sources of imbalance and unwellness in the body. We will have discussions with health and wellness experts from all over the world that will offer you solutions to take back your wellness so that you can be your own health advocate and stop chasing after those symptoms. We will also share stories of resilience, hope, and healing. I'm your host, Jessica Bricky licensed massage therapist, and functional nutritionist. I can't wait to share with you today's topic. So let's get right to it. Hey guys, welcome to the first ever episode of the Root Reasons Podcast. This has been something that I've been dreaming of for a really long time. I thought that I could combine my gift to gab and all my years of experience in the health world and see what we could bring you tell you stories about resilience, hope, and healing, and offer you tips on how to get well, or more importantly, what might be at the root reason of all of the things that are going awry in your world. In order for me to do that, I feel it's important, though, for me to establish maybe why I feel that I am an authority in any way, shape, or form, why it is that I feel I can share all of this with you. I thought we'd start off the podcast by introducing myself to you and telling you my story, so here goes. In order for me to tell you my story, I'm going to back up to when I was about 19 years old and attending a private college in Rochester, New York. I spent two years there studying hotel management and then another two years studying food marketing. I spent my summers working in the field. It just never really felt like my calling. But when you're that deep into an education, especially one at a private school, and by the way, I loved my school, you just wrote it out, even if you stumbled upon what it was. Now, I feel differently about that now. I have three boys, one that just finished college, one that is in his junior year, and another that's about to graduate high school. And I feel totally different now about that than I did back then. Because of my experience, I want to make sure that the communication is open with my boys to know that at 17 or 18 years old, when you're going off to school, you may not know what you want to do for the rest of your life. And when you hear my story, you're going to understand why it was so important for me to keep those lines of communication open for my kids. I think most kids end up changing their major somewhere along the way. But let's talk about how I got to where I am today. At the age of 19, I was experiencing debilitating abdominal pain, like bad days were standing or walking were so difficult. It would bring me to my knees at times. I can remember being at a fraternity party with my girlfriend, Allie, and we're having a great time. The music's blasting around us. Everybody's dancing, I have a drink in my hand no, the drinking age was not 19, but that's neither here nor there. I was standing there with this solo cup in my hand and everybody's having a great time, music's playing. And all I could focus on was this pain I was experiencing when all of a sudden it got so intense. I doubled over in pain. I was down like on my knees on the floor in the middle of this party. And my girlfriend Allie had to bring me back to our room. I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't stand in that party. Now. That speaks volumes to the level of pain when a young girl who is out socializing, having what should be the time of her life, um, can't even manage to stand and keep a smile on and stay put and enjoy what's going on around her. It was so bad. So during that time, when I was having this pain, I had seen a couple of gynecologists who basically kind of blew me off, right? They just said, ah, it's kind of normal to experience this pain. You have heavy periods, you have heavy cramping. Yes, I have all of that, but I'm not menstruating right now. And this pain is tremendous. They put me on birth control. That didn't really control it. I mean, it did a little bit, but it really was a bandaid on it. Even back then I knew something else was wrong and I needed to get to the bottom of it. And thankfully, somewhere along the way, I found a young gynecologist who offered me a procedure called laparoscopy, where they could go in and kind of do an exploratory abdominal search and see if they could find something that might be going on. Well, of course, going under anesthesia and having any any kind of procedure is risky, but I was willing to do anything because the pain was tremendous. It was really interrupting my life. And so we did. And when she got in there, she discovered that I was full of endometrial scar tissue and she cauterized it and removed as much as she could. And I went on after that to be super happy and not have any pain. It was like the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Now you have to remember, I am 50 as I'm recording this. I say that gently because I can't even wrap my head around the fact that I just turned 50. And we're going back 31 years. 31 years ago, there wasn't a lot known about endometriosis. In fact, we're still trying to figure out exactly what endometriosis is. Some will tell you that it's you know uh, a hormone imbalance in the body and it's just some women are kind of dealt that hand. Others will tell you, yes, it's a hormone imbalance and we have means to help you get healthy, rebalance that and stop suffering. And others will say it's an autoimmune condition or it is a precursor or a subcategory of an autoimmune condition. Uh, Which I tend to believe it is, only I didn't know any of this. And even, you know, as many as 10 years ago, I didn't really understand a lot about endometriosis like I do now. Well, it went on about my life attending this private college. I loved school, but I worked really hard and I had multiple jobs. And during my junior year, I answered an ad for a part-time position at a chiropractic office as an assistant. I had absolutely no idea what that meant. What the heck is a chiropractic assistant? But figure what the heck, let's go for it. Not only did I not know what a chiropractic assistant was, I didn't even really know that much about chiropractic modalities in and of itself. My grandmother always went to her chiropractor, swore by her chiropractor. And as a family, we teased her a lot that she was going to the witch doctor. But you know what? The reality is at almost 80 years old, I still have visions of my grandmother getting up from a table and chasing my husband around the yard. I mean, she was pretty spry. and She was a spunky old gal. But at the same time, she was in great shape. And I have to believe that in part was because she went to the chiropractor for her whole adult life. She truly believed in keeping her healthy spine and all the nerves that run through there. And why not? So I applied for this job. And it turned out that the job wasn't just answering phones or bringing the patient into the room. She went on to teach me how to read and mark up her x-rays. She practiced a method called Gonstead. It's different from a lot of other modalities that in the years since I have seen, so, I helped her mark and measure her x rays so that she could present them to the patients. Of course, she would go over them once I did it, but I would do the initial work for her. But more importantly, she taught me to do something called medical massage. So, if she had somebody in her treatment room and she couldn't get that adjustment because their muscles were too tight, she wasn't letting them go. She was going to get that adjustment, but she would call me into the room. She would show me where this patient needed work to be done. She taught me how to do medical massage, and then I would do that. Little did I know, that in order to touch the body, I should have been a licensed practitioner in some way, shape or form. And I had no idea. I was just doing what my boss told me to do. But the reality is I fell in love with the treatment of the patients. I fell in love with that one-on-one time where I was making somebody feel better in their day. And I knew at that point, that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I knew that I wanted to help people feel better. I knew that I wanted to have that one-on-one time with people. And I knew that I did not want to pursue a career in food marketing and distribution. But as I mentioned before, private school, I was in it, didn't know how to move away from that. But the plan with the doctor was that I was going to finish my degree and then get whatever science classes I needed and move on and go to chiropractic school. And I was going to come back and I was going to become a partner in her practice. We had these grand plans, and I was so excited for my future with her. But unfortunately, the doctor that I worked for was brutally assaulted in downtown Rochester. Where she was beaten in a gang initiation where her hands were crushed during the assault, and she was no longer able to continue practicing chiropractic. Really threw me for a loop because there went my dream, my next step, my next move after college. She was no longer going to be able to continue practicing. And she couldn't wait for me to finish, you know, get through all the stuff I needed to for school. She needed to sell her practice or move on. And um, really unfortunate. But you know, everything happens for a reason in life. And I figured it out. I finished school. And when I went And moved away from school. I wanted to check out New York City. The little country girl in me thought this is a great place to live. I met my husband, my future husband, and I attended, I decided to attend a school uh, for massage therapy. It was an Eastern based school where you could get, actually, it was an accredited school. You could get an associate's degree in massage therapy. It was a two year program. And um, they also taught. Herbology, acupuncture, there was a pioneer nursing program. There was all kinds of wonderful things, including part of our curriculum was to take something called Tai Chi. If you're not familiar with it, it was pretty cool. Although I don't think that I really appreciated the holistic roots of that practice back then. I wish, looking back now, that I had grabbed onto a little bit tighter, but I wanted to get finished, get my certification, get my licensing, and move on and start treating, which is what I did. I built and have built a very beautiful, busy practice that to this day, I am blessed to be booked about two months out. And the average massage therapist practices for about five to seven years. And I am heading towards 30 years of hands-on if you include my time in college. That's a long time. It's a long time. A lot of bodies on the table that I've treated, a lot of people that I have helped. But. That didn't mean that I wasn't going to continue to face some of my own health crises. Over the years, I faced multiple health challenges and my weight was up and down. At one point, uh, my endometriosis decided to rear its ugly head again. And at this point, my husband and I were living together. I don't know if we were engaged at the time yet or not. Yes, I was one of those. I was living in sin. I'm sorry for anybody that I'm offending out there, but My husband and I did live in sin before we got married. We went to the doctor because the pain was back again, just like it was when I was 19. And I was 23. I might have been 23 or 24. So the surgery where they cleaned me out only lasted a couple of years before the pain came back. And it came back. It felt like tenfold. I couldn't even sit down on some days. It was so excruciatingly painful. So we found a doctor who I came in and, you know, going over the options and they offered birth control again. And birth control wasn't my friend. You know, it did not sit well with me emotionally. I was, I was not a stable person. Let's put it that way. My emotions would um, ping pong back and forth from highs and lows. And, um, you know, I'd get really angry, really easy. It was awful for me. So, in talking with the doctors, I'm looking for another alternative. What else can I do? And do you know what that doctor told me at 23 or 24 years old, about to, you know, marry this guy and we want to have a family? He told me to have a hysterectomy. Can you believe that shit? I mean, I was a baby, just starting my adult life and knowing that I wanted to have kids someday. And I was in this awful pain. And the only solution this doctor had was have a hysterectomy. Well, thankfully I didn't take his advice, but of course, to this day, I always sit back and wonder how many young women did take that advice. How many young women were suffering with endometriosis and had a hysterectomy? Because I'll tell you, if you fast forward a few years, by a miracle, my husband and I got pregnant the first time we decided it was time to try. It was amazing. I got pregnant and I wasn't sure if I was ever going to. But of course, because things in my life are always interesting, it wasn't that simple. I had a surgery at six weeks and then another one again at 22 weeks. And I was on complete bed rest for 15 weeks until my water broke. And guess what? The delivery didn't go nice and smooth either. I ended up having my water break, but never went into labor and had to be induced at that point. And I'd like to say at this point that that was the end of that child. Given me a hard time, but the reality is, he still gives me a hard time. Firstborn paved the way. He still gives me he still gives me a run for my money. But you know what? He's also one of my greatest accomplishments in life. A few years later, we had our second child, and he became really ill at eleven months old. We didn't have any answers. We tried so many things, uh, mostly as experiments, but nothing seemed to help. And he was in tremendous pain at times. And at times, deathly ill. He was losing really great amounts of weight. And when I say great amounts of weight, it was only a couple of pounds. But when you're talking about an 18-pound baby losing a couple of pounds, it's pretty significant. We had to do tests week after week, poop tests and blood tests. Often, he had to be papoosed. And if you don't know what that means, it basically means just what it sounds. The poor thing had to be wrapped up. Um, in order for them to keep him still enough in order to draw blood. And if that wasn't happening, then oftentimes he was being held down by a team of doctors and nurses. Even with years of testing my son, my middle son, Peyton, it took two years before we even had a diagnosis for him, which ended up being Lyme disease. And for any of you that are listening that have suffered with Lyme, you know what a nasty little bugger that is. And in addition to having Lyme disease, he had multiple tick-borne illnesses. So he was really a mess. He was a really sick little boy. And we don't know to this day how it was even possible, but he spent uh, the next many years on long-term antibiotics and they ultimately saved his life. But of course, with doing such things like long-term antibiotics, it did have a negative impact on his body. He went on to have years of continued pain and illness, but really only the people that were close to us knew that he had this struggle. To the outside world, he was a very healthy, happy, athletic little boy. It was around the age of 11. Things got really bad for him again. He couldn't swallow pills, but through specialists that we were seeing, we determined that he was going to have to swallow a camera. And the camera that he had to swallow was probably the size of a half of a piece of rigatoni pasta. And the rigatoni is the, you know, the fatter uh, hollow noodle, but it's not soft like pasta. It's a big, hard camera. And he couldn't even swallow a little Tylenol, let alone something that was about a half inch long, uh, maybe even a quarter inch in diameter. It was tremendous. He was able to do it. We trained him through little pieces of pasta. We started off with little tiny pieces of pasta that were safe to swallow, worked our way up to elbows and until we got to being able to swallow um, the larger pieces of rigatoni. And when it came time to put that camera down the hatch, he put it down like a champ. It was great. His body was really a digestive nightmare at that point. And he really had uncontrolled and unpredictable bowels. and we still couldn't get an answer, even though we could see that there was all kinds of problems through the camera and the biopsies that were done. We still didn't have a definitive root reason why all of this was happening. We could see the things that had happened. We could see the damage that was being done, but we didn't know the why. But before I get into more of his story, let me back up a little bit not long after he was born, about four weeks later, 9-11 happened. And my husband is a retired NYPD. He was a first responder that day, happened to be my husband's 30th birthday. Um, and you can imagine the things that followed for our family with having somebody like that in our home. In 2004, our third was born. And it wasn't long after that, that my thyroid went wonky. And in 2008, I was diagnosed with sarcoidosis. So all of those things were happening with my body um, while we were going through all of this stuff with Peyton over the years, because it was about 2010 when we got to the camera episode with him through all of those things, right? So through our exposure to um, my thyroid, my auto, you know, my endometriosis, my thyroid, my sarcoidosis, my son's Lyme disease and multiple tick-borne illnesses, My husband's exposure to 9-11, that led me to a local health practitioner who changed our world. And it was through diet and supplements and laser treatments that my son really turned his life around. I remember the day that I was sitting in a treatment room while he was receiving a super unconventional treatment. Energy just shifted in the room and I began to cry. I just felt this overwhelming feeling that... I knew in that moment, I needed to learn what she was doing, and I needed to teach it to the world. So Peyton and I were healing, and although I'd made diet changes and the connection with low-carb, low-sugar to my endometriosis years prior via Atkins diet, I never really accepted the importance of food for my body until we got to this place with Peyton until we were with this practitioner who really opened my eyes to how we can heal through food or how we can heal through eliminating certain foods that they don't agree with us. The first step I did after coming to this realization was studied something called autonomic response testing or muscle testing. I knew that it was a good start, but I needed more. And I went back to school again to study holistic nutrition. I've helped many people out there improve their quality of life and healing through nutrition and lifestyle techniques. My practice has been truly one of my greatest joys. And every single day, I feel really blessed to do what I do. I really feel it in the depths of my soul. My story doesn't end there. In 2020, we all faced a great challenge in the entire world. How did I handle it? somebody who is now a functional nutritionist, somebody who has discovered the healing of food and how sugars and processed foods harm us. How did I handle the stress of a pandemic? I baked. I ate my way through the stress and the uncertainty of the pandemic. Not long after that, about six months into the pandemic, I faced a major surgery that not only kept me from my practice, but also kept me off my feet. I had encountered multiple setbacks and had multiple procedures following my initial surgery in which I had a hysterectomy, a partial hysterectomy, rectocele and cystocele repair, really massive surgery. And in fact, the cystocele and the rectocele repair were so big that I didn't even really know, my body didn't even know that I'd had the hysterectomy. I couldn't even tell that that was something that had been done to me. By the time 2020 came to a close, though, I had a repaired bladder, so I thought, a rectocele repair, and missing uterus, cervix, and an extra 25 pounds despite losing those organs. I was carrying a lot of shame around that weight gain. I really was. I'm the expert, right? I'm the expert, and I gained all this weight. I reverted to my old ways. I leaned into foods that were comforting instead of leaning into foods that were healing. So all of that shame that I carried around was a really hard thing for me to work with. But once I made the decision to get back to my roots, to forgive myself for the things that I had done, take control of what I could, take responsibility for the things that I could, the direction of my practice shifted, my wellness shifted. All of that started to bring me to where I am now, which is doing this podcast and a virtual practice and all these things so that I could reach more people and teach everything I know, both about my personal experiences and all of the expertise I've gained in the area of wellness. There's a quote I use all the time. I've said it in other podcast episodes that I've already recorded, and that is this, Jen Gottlieb and Chris Winfield, they have a wonderful class that I took with them. And she shares a quote of hers, shit happens so that shift can happen. And I truly believe that. I truly believe that all of the things, me facing sarcoidosis, endometriosis, um, Hashimoto's disease, my son being sick, my husband faced. With um, all of his stuff from 9 11 and consequently Graves' disease and complicated thyroid removal that didn't go well. Um, My firstborn having a very difficult, complicated pregnancy and um, all of those things, they brought me to where I am now. So, all of that shit that happened in my life brought the constant shifts that brought me here to you to help teach you about your body, to help you learn the root reasons why things are going wrong in your body so that we don't continue to just put band-aids on things. We can actually move forward in our wellness and our healing. So that's who I am. That's a little bit of my history um, over the years, over the last 30 years that brought me to this place of sharing my knowledge with all of you. The Root Reasons podcast came to be because I have this desire to teach people everything that I know and not keep it to myself. It's important for everyone to know that they have they have choices that they don't have to just go doctor after doctor they don't have to just take medicines because their doctors say so that you can learn about your body and heal it oftentimes with lifestyle change. The podcast is going to bring to you experts in all kinds of areas from fertility to mental wellness to, even supplements that you might use. It'll give you support in various kinds of healing. It's going to tell you stories about resilience and healing and hope. And I can't wait to share all that with you. Thanks for listening. We got some good stuff coming up this season. So hang with me. And if you like what you heard, share it. And also, if you don't mind, leave a review for the podcast as you start listening throughout the season and if you enjoy it, because that's how this podcast is going to grow and be seen. Thanks for listening, guys. Like what you heard here? Tired of chasing doctor after doctor, test after test, only to feel like you're either not heard, you're being told you're normal, even though you feel lousy, or just simply putting a bandaid on your symptoms let me help you put you on the road to recovery. Come to my website, root-reasons.com. That's R-O-O-T-R-E-A-S-O-N-S.com. Inside there, you can join my monthly membership where I'll put you on a program and help you figure out what's going on and what is right for your body to help you start healing. Inside there, you'll also have the opportunity to upgrade your membership and work one-on-one with me. Want to learn more? Follow me on my Instagram, Jess B. Root Reasons. I thought it might be important to come back on here as a little postscript to my podcast. When I talk about my history, and I talk about my middle son, he seems to get a lot of attention in there. And I give a lot of accolades because of the suffering that he did. But if my sons go in, and I have three of them and listen to this first episode, I don't ever want them to feel slighted that, you know, my first one gave me a whole lot of trouble with my pregnancy. And it was really difficult, the pregnancy and the delivery. And the third one hardly gets any mention because he's so chill. And so was the pregnancy in comparison to everything else. So I think it's important to say, not only am I a licensed massage therapist and a functional nutritionist, a daughter, a sister, I am a wife. My husband and I just celebrated 25 years of marriage a few months ago. I am a mom of three amazing rock star boys. My oldest at the time of this recording, he is about to turn 23 in just a couple of days and just finished his schooling, um, his college education is getting launched into life as we speak. My middle son is a junior in college or he is studying phys ed and health. And my youngest is a senior in high school. And he just got his Eagle Scout, which by the way, my oldest also has. He um, is now an Eagle Scout. He is embarking on his next journey into college and has been accepted into a wonderful program. We'll see where he ends up going. And that kid actually went to the National Spelling Bee once upon a time too, when he was in eighth grade, which is pretty freaking cool. All of my kids are super special and I love them dearly. And I never want them to think when I'm telling my story that I give one attention more than I do the others. So (laughs) as a mom, I had a little mom guilt moment and thought that I needed to come in and add that little note. Thanks for listening.